Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. It is wonderful to have you along with us. Uh, oh, I've got a big hair stuck to my chin. Ooh. There you go. It's <laughs> just one of those random... You ever had one of those random hairs just grow like really long all of a sudden on your face? Yep. I had one in my nose. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like... That's not where I was going. Oh, I'm like in the sign of getting old. I had to pull some nose hairs out the other day. And and like I'm like, man, that one's yeah, it wasn't that long. It was, it was, <laughs> it was long, and I'm like, I was like one of those those magician hankies that just get caught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, people, that's the voice <laughs> of Jai awesome. McMorty that you can hear. Uh, hello, welcome, welcome to the Chip Lunch Podcast again, Jai. Thank you, and Ethan, welcome as well. Yo, how are you? I'm doing good. It's no good. good. You're in a, I'm talking to you in a different position. Yeah, today. it's a little bit weird. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a microphone There's a microphone in the way. In the way yep. And yeah. it's fine. You we can do. lean forward. I, I, have, I, I know. I, I'm I sometimes lean forward when yeah, I'm in that I, position. I probably will end up leaning forward, but at the moment... I could lean back and go... Ooh. Oh, that, yeah, that's better. Thanks. Super comfy for me. Yeah. Um, uh, welcome, Jai. As I said, uh, yeah, the yeah. reason that you're on is because, unfortunately, we had a guest that wasn't able to make it for the Chip Lunch podcast. So we thought, we still got to give the people what they want. And we're going to... Punch out some content anyway. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> yeah. thanks for letting me sub in. So, so hopefully this is a a, con- a a content punch to your ears. It's a something. What? Pa- it's a something punch a to your ears. Old, I don't know about content. That's right. And a big old punch to the eardrums, going oh. right straight from the microphone to your ears. That's it, the advertisement. That's it, the clip. It might not be the punch that you want, but it's the punch that you get. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's yeah, that. good. That's good, Joy. Well done. Well, welcome, Joy. It's nice to have you on. You haven't been on a podcast mm. for a while. No, it's been a while. Mm. It's been a while. Yes. There's a reason for that. Is there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably. <laughs> we'll soon find out. Uh, Ethan, mm. anything that you are thinking about lately? <laughs> Joy, anything that you've been thinking about lately? Um, I've been thinking about lots of things, whether they're helpful things or not. Yeah, that's that was where my thing. brain went too. I was <laughs> like, I, 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 lots of, there's lots of things to think about, but is there um, anything worth talking about? <laughs> this is the shortest chip podcast. Yeah, it's so helpful. Goodbye, today. everybody. Thank, thank you, you so yeah, much for joining you. us. Uh, enjoy that. It's, it's it was it was a quick uh, left right good night. If you oh. think about punches and we're wow. going. Ooh, wow, wow, right. like, there's, there's the um, title. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> left good right good night. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like ministry wise, or yeah, oh, yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the question? But it, there's lots we're of here. things. That was very that was very broad. Up here at Sorovival Kiriwe, early morning. We're about to we'll have the staff meeting soon. I'm thinking anything yeah. that you've been thinking about in terms of ministry or what you're excited about. Uh, I am actually really excited about um, next year. I think next year is going to be a very interesting year. Why do you say that? Uh, well, I think we've had this year has been kind of like a bit of a post-COVID kind of relaunch church-wise. I think yeah. across the board, totally. Um, and I feel like. I feel like not only have people kind of come back to where we were at, but it seems to be, well, in our, in our church anyway, seems to be a renewed vigour to do more and to um, get involved more. Oh, cool. I think. That's good. Does that make sense? So you think like, we're like gearing up for next year? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're finishing, like the early, I think it was early this year, it was all kind of mm-hmm. a bit of a blur. Mm. Early this year, though, it was, it was a bit of a, uh, people were still, I think there was that COVID fatigue. Mm-hmm. Is that... Yeah, you know, that, yep. that thing going on. Um, and we're all sure. kind of just a bit done with everything. Um, and we got into different routines and trying mm-hmm. to get out of those routines and back into the ones we had pre-COVID. I also think like everything went back. Yeah. And then like people were like, wow, mm. this this is what we were doing before we, yes. <laughs> we all just stayed at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and it was, a, part of it. it was a bit overwhelming too, I think. I think people realised that they were working too much or uh, not spending enough time with family and and. It was an opportunity for a bit of changing priorities. Mm. And I think as people have worked that out over the year, I, I feel, I've got a vibe, I guess, of the, the last sort of few months um, have kind of been ramping back up. So I'm excited for next year. Yeah, because we, I think you, you actually texted the staff group chat about the numbers that we had across the weekend. Mm. It was like, was it 450 plus? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit over, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, across all six gatherings, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's not including, um, you know, like at, at Yarrawa, we had a few people pop in after church and things like that. So it's mm. just, it's just got, I don't know, it's just, I don't know if it was the weather on the weekend too. It was a nice weekend. Mm, it was. Yeah, it they was. kind of had a, you know, something. I don't know, 
It's just it's nothing like a nice sort of early spring, false spring mm. kind of day to get your hopes up. Yeah, I think it was a helpful, <laughs> ex- a helpful explanation that Stu had for us as a staff was uh, the year just gone was almost always the current the probably like the end of 22 and coming into this year was a rearrangement like we were like a resort it had blown been blown out oh, by, yeah, a, by yeah. a hurricane or a, a, tor- a cyclone that's cyclone. what i was yeah, thinking yeah, of. Yeah. like we we're in like a, a north queensland mm-hmm. uh, resort that had been blown out by a, a cyclone and that we were rearranging everything around the resort to make sure everyone felt comfortable and mm. uh to use that in a way of like, we, let's address our, try and address, uh, build up our leadership teams to begin yeah. with. And I think that's starting to bear fruit. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. totally. Acro- again, across the board. Like, cause <laughs> I think across the board, uh, it was looking pretty uh, tight. Yeah, desolate, desolate's a better word. Yeah, it was not desolate. I, that's not true. Cause there was a lot of people, what was really beautiful was that there was a whole lot of people that were really, really um, passionate and excited about ministry. Mm that were there, yeah. but there was just not a big number to back that up as there has been in the past. Yeah. And um, so it wasn't like there was suddenly no one in ministry, um, but the, the numbers were smaller. And um, at Solis, we talk a lot about working in teams. Mm. And so we don't like to rely on just a small group of people running the show because that leads to burnout and that leads to... Um, uh, issues with relationship stuff. And it's also just really hard to run ministry with yeah. only a few people. And mm. um, however, those people were all really excited, really passionate. But um, but yeah, across the board, instead of just being lots of one or two or three or little t- little teams, they've all, even the little teams have filled out mm. And, mm. Um, and are still filling out. And I think that's really nice and really exciting. Mm. And, um, like I spend a lot of time in youth and young adults and it's been really cool to see um, our teams haven't uh, changed heaps, but the culture has changed heaps. In what way? So um, that coming out of COVID thing, no one left. Uh, however, there was a drop of, uh, I don't want to say commitment because the commitment was still there, but the stage of life's had yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah. And so there was a shift in, um, in availability and stuff like that. And so you're seeing what looks like a smaller team, uh, but was actually not uh, across the in, in in both of those youth and young adults and um, uh, and it was so it was really interesting to see that by this time now we've kind of picked up again and figuring out how yeah. it all how to all run it again and yeah. um, and people are settling down into the rhythms that they've got uh, because coming out of COVID into this new way of doing life was just chaotic for a mm. lot of people mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's been really good to see what. It's, it's so interesting. As someone who I personally find structure great, however, I don't use it. Um, <laughs> nor do I... I hear you, brother. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> nor do I um, probably value it as much as I should. Uh, I think it's been really... It's really interesting to see what a good pattern does for ministry. Mm. Uh, and as people's, as people's patterns in their lives, everyone gets a bit more comfy. Um, everyone heaps, feels heaps more stoked to be able to go, oh yeah, let's get into church and get excited about it again. Mm. Um, and that's what we're seeing. We're not just seeing, I think I think one thing to, to, to talk about maybe is that it's not just, oh, my life's chill now, I'm more available. Mm. It is instead a re-realization that ministry is exciting. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's what's really cool yeah, about agreed. what's happening around all across the board. Yeah. It's that it's like, oh no, this is fun and this is exciting and this is something we want to do yeah. and be a part of. Mm. Um, I think um, the stuff that's going on at Yarrawarra is a really good example of this. Yeah, do you yeah. want to talk to that at all? Yeah, yeah. So um, so when we do church at Yarrawarra on a Sunday morning, we, we do it outside in the car park. Mm. Um, and especially in the, like on the warmer day the other day, it was, a, it was really nice just being outside. But it just means that we're really uh, visible and public and it actually just has a fun vibe. Like it, it, it's church, but it almost doesn't feel like church. Um, you know, we don't do music and, um, and do all that sort of, uh, you know, it, it's a half hour service outside. So it's, it's very sc- much scaled back there. a bit. Yeah, it's scaled back. Um, and it's mainly because we don't have musos really at the moment mm-hmm. down there. But um, so it's a little bit of necessity, but it's actually kind of worked really well in creating a really fun 
vibe that people are actually really excited to just come and hang out and be a part of. Um, in fact, we have people coming, you know, uh, we have people coming from Saturday night, coming to just hang out with us, asking what can we do. And it's just like well, we're actually running out of things to <laughs> offer people to do, a good thing. which is a great thing. And it's just actually just come and hang out and get to know people is kind of the the big thing. So that's pretty fun. So how does that if it's only a half hour? Mm. What does that look like differently to what we're kind of used to? Perhaps what we do at Kiriwi. Yeah. Um, so we we still read the Bible. We still pray. Um, we but that prayer time um, might be a bit more group. So we might you know a couple of people will pray. Um, we, you know we'll just keep people updated with things that are happening. So there's some sort of formal announcement. Uh, and instead of a, a sermon that goes for twenty minutes, half hour, it's more sort of fifteen minutes. 20 max depending on the the passage in the day so it's a shorter talk um big back to your youth youth ministry yeah it's a little bit like like the chip lunches we used to do and Mm -hmm. and ethan still does um up at the high schools um so yes it's a little bit a little bit more like that which which is good because it means you can be a little bit more punchier um and a great it creates great discussion or brunch that we do afterwards. So yeah. everyone's eating bacon and egg roll and continuing the conversations. So it actually gives an opportunity for some people to go a little bit deeper and ask those sorts of questions. Um, but it also means that we, we've got a local Golden Oldies rugby team that comes and hangs out and has brunch with us afterwards. Um, and so it means that we're ready to greet them and say g'day and interact with them, which is awesome too. It's so because the scaling back was out of necessity for some, some reasons. But yeah. Uh, do you also think it's helped re-energise the mm, gathering? Totally, totally, yeah. Coming, get, stepping outside of the the community hall there and into the the public, a few people were a little bit hesitant. It was like, oh, this is not church, and oh, you know, it's a bit scary being out there. But most people have actually realised that it's actually quite fun and exciting mm. to do something a little bit different, mm. and that it is church because we're opening God's word and we're, we're you know, diving into it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it's it's it, the necessity has actually created something really beautiful. Oh, that's interesting. So like I remember I was reading reading John early this week, and he talks uh, when Jesus talking about um, I am the vine, you are the branches, mm. and he says that if you remain in me, then but God will also prune you. Mm. So I'm thinking like there's a bit of pruning that's going on for greater growth to yeah. come. Yeah, that's re- that's really yeah. exciting. Uh, I was thinking about just you're saying that doing so- shorter, like a Bible talk or a sermon. Well, not really a sermon at Yarrawarra and being a bit shorter. Mm. And I was reminded about how, like, you know, you were my youth leader and used to, or when you used to always do talks, you'd always do it with the holding the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And you've started, I noticed that, though, recently, or not reasonably recently, you've started doing it when you're preaching at Kiriwi as well. Yeah. So I was going to, um, I thought, interesting to ask you why you do that, Jai. Mm. But then I'm going to ask you guys, I'm, I'm always fascinated about how people, like, create things or make things. So I thought I could ask you, how do you, like, prepare for your sermons? Why don't you start with why do you keep why do you keep your finger in the Bible first of all? Because uh, you keep it in the passage. I keep it in the passage, and I try to put little pieces of paper in any other sections that I'm going to go to, so I can find it quickly. <laughs> um, uh, just so that I, yeah, it's not me rifling through pages. It's mm. kind of a little bit boring. Um, no, I keep my finger in because I want to when I when I when I'm preaching from a passage, I want people to know that I'm reading from the passage. Mm. Um, and I also want to um, demonstrate that um, that I'm speaking from God's word and encourage people to also have their Bibles there so that they know that what I'm saying is what is actually there in the word. Mm. Um, I think, um, you know, it, it's great having Bible apps and all those sorts of things and, and people use technology really well. And, and I was doing that for a while. Um, and I realised that, you know, when, my, when I've got my phone, I can be distracted by hundreds of other things. And people are on their phones all the time. Yeah. It doesn't look any different. Um, but if I've got my Bible, that looks very different and mm. people know exactly what's happening in that moment. Mm. Um, and uh, so I think it's really important. And in fact, the um, that, uh, Jesus Revolution movie that was just out recently really drove that home. Okay. When they you know, stood up and held the Bible up and everybody in the church held their Bibles up mm. as, just as they went to open it and dive into that passage. It's really Although that was a real beautiful sort of moment. I love to see every church around the world do that. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying it's bad to have apps on your phone and, and the Bible app, but there's just something really, I don't know, just tangible and beautiful mm. and authentic about having an actual 
physical Bible in your hand. Can I ask, as a preacher, when you see, is it helpful for, to see people doing that as well? Because then you think that they're engaging with what you're preaching on as well, rather than they. Most people probably are looking at the Bible in their phones, but you don't yeah. know if they are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, when, and that's the other thing too. Yeah. As when you look out as a as a preacher, and you're you're looking at people staring at their phones. You're not sure whether they're checking the footy scores uh, on Facebook, um, marketplace, um, Instagram, or whatever. Um, doing even playing games. Mm. Right on Friday nights, oh, yeah. it's very clear. That some it's very clear. <laughs> some some of the kids are, are playing games. Um, and it's all about it's all about the orientation of the Bible app. It's if it's if it's horizontal. If it's a landscape. It's la- yeah. If it's if it's vertical, they're reading the Bible. Yeah. If it's if it's landscape, yeah, landscape. landscape, it's not the Bible. No, oh, and, and they're like this. Yeah, <laughs> really sums, close to it. Some's yeah. are moving quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's not no taking. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and, and that's another thing too. Like I know you're really, um, really into the the taking notes, and I find that quite helpful when mm. I'm listening to someone as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, when it's I think watching people reading the Bible instead of on their phone is actually I, I find really encouraging. Because I know exactly what they're doing, mm. um, but I also know other people who have come up to me and said, "I am reading the Bible on my phone when, I'm, <laughs> when you're doing it," and that's encouraging too. So I know who they are. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Well, you said taking notes, and I think it's really interesting to see. Uh, I feel like on Saturday night, for example, uh, more people are taking notes now, mm. and I mean, I was. I mean, I started doing it about a year ago, but I. The reason that I did it was because of um, uh, Tom Brady, the former NFL quarterback. There was a story about how at NFL teams they often get speakers in to come and talk about and like, you know, just to be inspiring or mm-hmm. help them train better, work harder, blah, yep. blah. And the story was that um, Tom Brady had won three or four Super Bowls by that time. All the time, whenever there was a speaker or even when he was just in a team meeting, he'd sit right at the front and make notes and he would set the tone and the culture for the rest of the team. That mm, if, cool. I'm, if I'm perhaps the best NFL player of all time, I'm going to sit at the front and show that everyone needs to do the same mm. thing. So I kind of use that as an inspiration to say, look, I'm going to do it and if anyone else wants to do it, that's great. I'm not saying that I have changed the culture or anything like that but i think it i see so many of the young crew who sit right up at the front and now starting mm. to do it which is mm. very very encouraging to me and i i spoke to josh jones about it and he said yeah ever since origin the youth camp that's when we've all yeah. started to do it and i'm like man that's really really cool and it's just that's just like it's just lovely to see how into it like we are trying to get into God's word and listen to the preacher and pay attention and also respect mm. the preacher by going, I want to hear what God has to say through you. Yeah. And I think that's really, I'm saying that's really encouraging. So mm. yeah. And then I, the other reason I do it is to have notes for when we post it on YouTube. <laughs> so like you'll say, like, for example, you said something uh, in your sermon on Saturday night, Joy. Uh, it's not about merit. It's about grace. And that's mm. what I'm like. That's the title of the, of the actual YouTube and podcast yeah, <laughs> podcast yeah. Um, episode. So that's the other reason I do it. But um, yeah, I find, and the other main reason I did it was to just, I want to make sure I'm paying attention. Yeah. I used to have the Bible on my phone. I would, I would be looking at other things, yeah. like straight up I'll, to admit, I'm happy to admit that. So I was like, I'm going to write this down. Mm-hmm. And, I, and when you're writing, I think you pay more attention, but also you digest it mm-hmm. more too. Well, there's studies in that, isn't it? Like writing by hand helps I think so. memory and yeah, all sorts I think of things. So. And I, yeah, I, and I wanted to just in terms of my walk, be, be doing that better because, you know, mm. the more you can do that, the more you, you're trying to, you know, hear what God has to say mm. to you. So yeah. that, that was the reason yeah. behind. I think you that. I think you drift also. Mm. Like, I, I I don't know about <laughs> you guys, actually. I, I said that very... Anyway, I, I no, find no, myself... I agree. I agree. I find myself, if I'm not sitting and writing something yeah. and actually purposefully going, thank you for that information, I'm going to put it down in front of me. Yeah. Mm. The information will go in and out. Yeah, I agree. It will yeah, be replaced with... Cat videos equivalent, if my brain, you know what I mean? Like playing keyboard. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like the monkey with symbols or something. Yeah, yeah. Fully, fully. That's exactly oh, right. White dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's just, it's just what happens in my brain, right? And it, 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 it might not be any of those things. It might be something like you, you, a preacher might say something, and then I might go, "Oh, that's cool," and like think about mm. something else for a whole bunch of little while, right. but lose a whole bunch of what the preacher yeah. is talking about because I've gone off on my own little. Um, 
my own little adventure in my brain. <laughs> yeah. And something that I find really helpful about, like I'll, I'll take I'll take notes every week, and um, I do I do that on my phone because yeah I have a horrific habit of losing every notebook I've ever purchased, <laughs> and to the point where I once found several of my own notebooks at church once that I had lost at separate occasions, but had been found at separate occasions and put in the same place. And me being like, oh, look, yeah, I found this pile of my notebooks all with like the first three pages filled in and nothing else. Because uh, so I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm have my Bible open and like physically, and then I have my notes open yeah. on my phone. But, um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not handwriting it, but it does a massive, like it, the, the just the little bit of helping concentrate is so big, yeah. um, and, and I find really really helpful because mm. it's yeah. And I also think making it a habit of like every time you're going to church, it builds this. Um, I don't know what the right word, but like repository of information. Like mm. you're not going to remember it all, no. mm. but constantly engage, constantly engaging with God's word more and what the preacher is saying for mm. me, mm. like. The benefit of that you might not see for maybe a couple of years, yeah, for example. But yeah. it's building up and up and up, and you, it's almost like it's building on the like a foundation of understanding and knowledge of God, and mm. then trying to and then continually expanding that. That's where I'm kind of thinking about it now. Is like, I mean, I write in like these, oh, like they're notebooks, aren't they? But like I've got, I think I've got almost seven of them now that I've filled with not mm. just like sermons, like other things, and it's kind of inspired by. A lot of writers and things like that had mm. a thing called a commonplace book where mm. they would put all their information yep. and philosophers would like mm. write all their notes in it kind of thing. So I'm kind of like trying to build that up. But I see that also is that yeah, every Saturday night I'm adding to that as well. Like, so I journal, I Bible and I journal what I've read, read about. So that's kind of building up. So they're all interacting with each other. Just I think mm. a much more helpful way of... Yeah, growing closer to God. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. So, yeah, that's another reason mm. I do it. But on that point, though, so talking about sermons, mm-hmm. John, let's come back to you. Like I said, it's, it's interesting how I find it interesting how like people work and people develop like even stuff they put out publicly. Mm. Preaching is public. How do you? I mean, because we had a, a little chat about this a few weeks ago. But how do you like usually prepare for a sermon once you know what the, uh, the Bible passage yeah. is? So um, I like to just uh, um, go to Bible Gateway, copy the passage, stick it on a, on a you know Word document in the middle of a page, print it out. So it's you know it used to be good when I had an A3 printer at a, a previous church, in a nice big page. But on A4 at home, um, the passage in the middle and and plenty of stuff on the side, and I'll just read over it four or five times. Uh, first time reading through is just really just to. Uh, ground myself in the passage and and um, in, enjoy reading, it. and then each time I go through, I'm underlying or I'm circling or I'm doing squiggly lines or whatever else, and then arrows all over the place as I go through, just connecting either words or themes or um, ideas um, as it goes through. And by the sort of you know five or six times through, I've started to get an idea on what the main point is and some sort of structure on how I'm going to draw that out. Hmm. It's usually kind Do of... Do you have to read it in context? Like oh, totally. That's what I'm saying, because you said you'd print out the passage that perhaps that we'd read at church, but yep. then I'm guessing you at least you're going to read over the I mean, a chapter, for example. If it's oh, yeah, yeah. So when, I, when, I, when I've got that printed out, that's not the first time I've had to read through it. I would have read it um, a couple of times pre- uh, previously, and I always try to read the chapter, at least the chapter before... Um, and also what comes after it, mm-hmm. just to try and get it. And if I real, if I'm I, I'm reading that chapter ahead and realise actually this has actually started even earlier, mm. well then I'll start reading <laughs> yeah. a bit earlier. Um, but yeah, it's usually just to try and find where it fits in, where it starts, where it, how it ends, and because it, it all you know how it starts and how it ends has a big impact on what's actually being said in the context of the passage you're looking at. I mean, and speaking of that passage, how do you? You said you do like squiggly lines and circles yeah, and stuff. Yeah. What, so what's that actually achieving for you? Is it you're trying to just draw out what the passage is actually saying? Because the other thing I find is that you'll read a passage, you know, one time you go, oh, like you'll get something out of it or I'm really convicted about something. But then you read it like a couple of years later, for example, and you go, yeah. get something completely different out of it. Yeah, totally. Which is the beauty of God's word, obviously. It's yeah. living and active. Yeah. But 
what in that scenario when you're printing it out on a piece of paper and mm. drawing all over it, what's that bringing out for you? Um, well, it, it, it helps like, as part of how I process things and learn things is a very, I'm sort of very visual in that mm -hmm. way. So having that opportunity to do that's really helpful. Um, but as I'm reading, I'm also just thinking about our church and people in our church. And so it's not just the context of the passage, but the context of where and who I'm preaching to. Mm. Um, and so at each of our gatherings, I will think differently. Um, sometimes it's the same, um, but sometimes there'll be different things hitting different gatherings that um, a passage can really address or really mm. speak into. Um, and so it's the, those two contexts is what usually what I have in, in my mind as I'm doing that. Um, but then, you know, I, I could have that passage uh, that, I, that I'm preparing and I've, you know, preached this, but then a week or two later go back through that passage and not have that lens on of thinking of the context of, <coughs> of church and the people I'm preaching to and just be thinking about myself <laughs> and go, oh, gee, wow, how did I miss that? <laughs> like, you know, and it was really, that really hit me because of where I'm at and it might be slightly different. Um, I don't know if that's the right thing, but that's mm. that looking at those two contexts. I think that's the that's the difference of um, online. You know, there's all these wonderful online preachers out there with great sermons that you can listen to and be deeply encouraged and encourage people to listen to them. But there's something unique and um, really beautiful about having your local pastor preaching the word of God to you, who knows you, knows your church, knows your uh, community and just knows what's going on and can preach into that context as well. I think that that's really helpful because, I mean, there is sometimes uh, a cultural thing around some Christians of like, oh, I can just listen to it online. Yeah. I can just, oh, then I, why, why do I need to come to church, etc. But there's so much more involved in that than just, I feel like that's quite a consumeristic way of viewing your church experience mm. of I'll just listen to the sermon online and then I'm a Christian, you know, like that's yep. fine. But it's that, that's not what the Bible says, I don't think. No. But to come back to your sermon, once you've like drawn all that out of the passage, how do you like translate that into something that, you know, you, you speak for 20 to 30 minutes up front? Like I feel like you, you can't really do that if you're just drawing on it. How many, like, do you write the whole thing out or have you got yeah. dot points and how do you join them together and stuff like that? Yeah, so it usually starts off with a couple of, headings um, and then flesh it out. I usually um, I usually type out a, is this a manuscript or a, what are, what is, a script. No, script of some yeah. sort. Yeah, not a manuscript. That's a whole, that's a book that's or something, book. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> not a book. Um, don't preach for that long. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I pre I'll, I'll print out a, a script uh, and I'll have it up there with me um, and there'll be some parts where I will, there'll be stuff that I will read word for word because I want to make sure that I get it right or it's a quote or something like that. Yeah. Um, but usually by the time I'm up there, I've gone over it enough that it's in my head and I, I'll, I'll roughly know where I am on each page, but I, I don't, I won't say word for word. And, and sometimes, um, sometimes I, I, I've said this to other people before, so I'm not saying anything that I haven't said to anyone else. Yeah. Um, I've, I, an illustration will pop into my head mid sermon and I go, oh, why didn't I think about that earlier? I'm going <laughs> to use that, and I'll use it. And you know, by the grace of God, it mostly works uh, most of the time. There's there's a few times where it falls flat, um, and I I get down and go, oh, I can't, I shouldn't do that again, and I do. I do. Um, but again, it, it's just something about being in front of people that then sparks more thought um, as you're going along. Um, I don't know what that is, but it's um, but yeah, I just, just yeah. So I don't know. Does that answer the question at all? Yeah, but I think it's a sign. Like if you can, if you're doing that live, I think that's maybe something that people aren't preaching regularly. You're preaching pretty much every week, right? So I think it's a sign of like how many times you've done it that you're mm. able to do that. Like I'm uh, increasingly in awe of the way that Stu preaches, for example, yeah. because he has a few points and and the Bible and he's done so much and done so much work and like that repository kind of idea that yeah. he can draw on things and link things yeah, totally. without needing to put in a ton of preparation time. He still yeah. does prepare. I'm not yeah, saying he yeah. doesn't, but how many sermons do you think that you would have preached by now? Like as a rough guess. I don't know. You've got to be a thousand. Oh, well, a I, don't, thousand? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, there was a few years when um, we were at a couple of churches where we didn't have a senior pastor and I was the only one a full-time 
member and I'll preach maybe 40 something in a year. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think it would have been thousands. Maybe not a thousand. No, no. It'd be, it'd be a few hundred though. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, met, I was there for your first ever one. Yeah, that was that was a train wreck. That was more. Of a, I didn't think it was oh, that bad, to be honest. The 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 the, com- <laughs> the first comment I got after preaching that night was mm. that uh, I've never laughed so hard in a sermon before. <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was a bit more of a comedy Jeez. act, and it was a actual oh, sermon. No. Um, I mean, I was. I think I was still in high school, but yeah, yeah. So you probably enjoyed it for that reason. Oh no, yeah. no, I, no. I I don't remember going. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Oh, I I yeah. I don't. Re- it was a blur. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't even know what I preached on, but anyway, but yeah, um, and I think too, like with with Stu, like um, like he uses like he's a great storyteller, yeah, and um, and so he uses stories really well to create um, the emphasis on certain themes and and to get a point across. Um, and also engage people. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't mind a good story too, um, but I also. Um, I like analogies, like my brain works that way. Okay. So if you want to explain something really complex to me, you could sit down with, with all the facts and figures and go through, you know, this, that and the other. You give it to me in an analogy, I'll get it. Mm. And, um, and so I think that's, you know, it, it's, it's helpful. This is something I learnt a few years back, is that there's a lot of pressure as a preacher to be like um, Piper, like Chandler, like um, Denver, like... Driscoll, like whoever, right? Um, and so you, we, we try to emulate those characters. Um, but there's there's a real beauty in finding your own voice. I think your own style. Your own yeah. style that's unique to you. Now, I'm not saying you can't borrow from, like I really, like I, I, I like you look at um, Matt Chandler, for example, when he is, uh, when he's in the zone and he's really hammering home a point, he gets really passionate and he's really big and, um, you know, and it's just a beautiful, like, I, I, I love his preaching style, right? But then you look at, and then you look at someone like um, John Piper, is when, he, when he's um, talking about, uh, uh, about his, about humility and about um, how, it, you know, I know, just how um, comparison to God we are so small and insignificant, he brings himself right down, really small, um, and he's also very emotional in his preaching. They're beautiful characteristics to pick up, but also trying to work out, well, then what, what's unique to me mm. as a preacher? What, mm. what, instead of trying to be someone else, how can I be me? Mm. Mm. I yeah. like that. I mean, I know that I was speaking to Brayden, for example, he does a lot of colour coding mm-hmm. yeah. when he's doing his. And obviously, like God, yeah, God's made us all individually different. Mm. And I think it is important... To, I mean, and I've never preached, but to see guys de- uh, develop their style, and, but I think you can only do that by doing lots of them too. Yeah, and I, I think too. I think doing youth ministry, mm. where you've got you've got to make one point, and you've got mm. fifteen minutes at best yeah. mm. um, to catch an attempter. Yeah, mm. um, and also um, primary scripture. Yeah, I think you've okay. got you've got to be able to condense big things into small. Mm. Um, bite-sized things that you know kids in year six to kindergarten can get if you can if you can teach the gospel to a primary school kid yeah you can teach it to an adult yeah. or, or you know and then if you can do it to a to a primary school kid then you can do it to a teenager and if you can do it as a teenager yeah. and so i think it's just you just keep stepping up because as soon as you as soon as you know the simple idea yeah. then you can expand on it i don't yeah, know do like it. how do you like because you do a lot of yeah uh, high, school high school talks, yeah. mm-hmm. youth group talks, and preaching as well. Yeah, um, I I love a good formula, and so like e, e equals mc squared. No, not no, that no, kind no, of formula. No. Uh, any any maths thing. It's funny. I like. I'd, is, maths, is that a formula? I don't. Know. It is. I oh, think okay, so. Yeah. I think that's what it, I think that's what that is. Maths like breaks my brain, but for some reason when maybe it was me, like the comment I said on structure earlier. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it, sometimes I go, okay, this actually is a helpful structure that gets me through stuff. So um, I was given a structure from, there's two, there's two that I use. One is for preaching and one is for youth talks. Uh, the one I do for youth talks, uh, we had a conversation a while ago. Uh, you, Jai, myself and dad, 
I think I walked into it and you guys had already figured this out. Um, you'd been sitting and just having a, having a laugh and talking about how to structure a youth talk for some reason. And you'd, you'd done it around um, a tin can of spaghetti, the SPC spaghetti. Oh, yeah. um, and it, it's a really fun, it's a really fun little structure. There's the story, there's the point and the challenge yeah. uh, in a youth talk. And, Cause you've got, you've got 15 minutes, if that, yeah. to convey one point uh, and you can use those other two things around that yeah. to, to do it. And so I, that's what I'll do is I'll grab my Bible and I'll have three post-it notes and one says S, one says P, one says C on it. <laughs> and then I'll write a little bit yeah. about each thing and then I'll talk and, and then the passage will be underlined or in the center, not covered by the post-it notes. Um, and- It's always a helpful thing. It is, it is, isn't it? And so I'll be referring to that and that's how I'll do a youth talk yep. is out of that little, little model. And it's also how I'm now getting the opportunity to train teenagers to do it. Cause it's like, it's actually not like, it's actually pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, if you can, if you can get this one big idea, you can then build this other stuff around it. And the story doesn't have to be a story. It can be an analogy. It can be a question. It can be all yeah. stuff. And, and the challenge is here's how to do an application. And like, it's, it's, and like, here's how to make, to think about um, what that big idea actually means rather yeah. than just getting up and saying, here is a story. My main point is this. Go do this. Yeah. Bye. Like Good luck. That's 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 thirty seconds rather <laughs> yeah, yeah. than rather than the other way around, right? Um, but you can you can build something longer than that. And to be honest, a sermon is almost just S P P P P P C, right? Like it's actually it's actually and and maybe you'll shuffle the letters around a little bit, but yeah, it's yeah. just an expanded version of that, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, there's some really helpful things that I've been taught in my in this other model that I got from YouthWorks uh, a while ago. Uh, that is just it's just this big table, and in that table it asks it says what's the passage, and then it asks heaps of really helpful questions mm. about oh, like, you when it was that, written yeah. and yeah. why it was written and who wrote it and what's before it and what's after it and mm. who was it for and what would the original readers think and what do you think and what a, like it's a really helpful little outline yeah. that just asks questions that if you just read it, if I just read it, I won't go there necessarily. Yeah. Um, and so it actually really helps. That's how, that's how I start. Like I read the passage a few times and then I fill out this table. That's how oh, I start okay. every sermon yeah, right. because I think that um, that is a really helpful way to get me in the headspace to write the rest of it. And that table also goes, what's your big idea? tell me your big idea again in less words. Yeah. Like it's, it's a really helpful little, yeah, little no structure worry. that YouthWorks is really, that, that YouthWorks gave uh, for a youth talk. Huh. That was, that was right. what its outline was yeah, for. Yeah. And I've just gone and turned that into- Just expanded a bit Yeah, expanded yeah. a bit more and mm. turned it into my sermon. So that's how I prep, but, um, but it is interesting how similar those two things are, a youth talk and a, yeah, yeah. And a sermon. They're just a bit yeah. longer or deeper or- yeah. um, like a different kind of punch uh, for a different kind of audience. And that's okay, I mm. think. Um, 100%. Well, it's what we do here. Well, what we try and do and what we've learned, a lot of churches, like we test everything through youth ministry mm. and then try and bring it through to an entire church, which is like, that's how we started. Mm. So our church was like, we'd been a youth, youth and young adult ministry for a long time. Mm. Like, can we expand this to a church? That's <laughs> like exactly what you're saying there, Heath. Mm. Uh, I was really, I was, um, watching a video about writing online because I'm trying to get better at writing mm. uh, and publishing stuff like blog articles. And um, the cool thing was, is, and it comes from what you were saying there, Heath, about you know, the youth works table, was that it's, it's interesting that with sermons or even people that are writing books or whatever, we think that they start from zero, mm -hmm. like start from like absolutely yeah. zero with nothing behind it. But even talking about like making notes, like I was saying about the sermon or you guys are reading this, the passage a number of times and building on a foundation that you already had. It's like in this online uh, writing video, he was talking about uh, writing from abundance, not scarcity. Mm. And I think that's a really cool thing is like if we are in our Bibles every day, for example, we're going to be from abundance. Like God's love is mm. amazingly abundant and it's going to come through his word. But I think that's it, also that translates into other things that you're talking about right there. Is of well, we can try it in youth ministry, but then it's so, it's so abundant we can expand it. Yeah. 
to a much larger audience as well. But it's so simple that you can yeah like yeah bring it in yeah not not bring it down bring no, it no, in yeah. for a uh, for a younger like for the primary school yeah. one right yeah it's like, not a watering down at no, all it's no it's not no, at no. all it's no. just a it's just a here is the same message yeah with the same impact sometimes like sometimes yeah. it's the same application right. for a for a primary school scripture class yeah. and a sermon on the weekend yeah and and sometimes it, it's like um like I remember the, a couple of Fridays ago mm. same sermon that I did on the Saturday yeah was shorter yeah really hit one point and it had a impact on like a huge impact on mm. one of the kids yeah. having a discussion afterwards yeah. where it didn't land as well well i didn't or i don't know i could have had mm. uh but like there was the impact was still there but not mm. as significant as it was for that kid oh, and it's just a you know yeah. but yeah it's god's word totally doing his, doing god's thing yeah yeah and i think that idea of abundance is really helpful because we're actually consuming a lot of things whether we're just being in life. And that was the other thing I learned from this video I was watching is like, we are interacting with people. We are walking around. Yes, we're on our phones, we're on the internet. Like there's all these things we're consuming. First of all, it's like, what is we consuming? What, what, what is we, what are we consuming? But also how can you use that for the gospel? And I think that mm. in a sense, like when you're preaching, you're trying to do that. And he talks about like making having a really good note-taking system because then when you need to write or you need to speak or whatever, you just have it all there. You mm-hmm. don't ever face something like writer's block mm-hmm. because you need to go out. You're already just living your life, mm-hmm. recording it in some way, and then you just, um, for want of a better word, regurgitating it in a different way. And then you can, uh, and no, I think it's the same if you're reading your Bible. Like mm-hmm. that's the other thing. I, I've managed to create a, a habit of reading my Bible every day the first four days of the week but mm. because i work here on fridays and then there's a weekend like the schedule's like really quite different so mm. i've been struggling to get that mm. as consistent so i'm trying to get to every day but i think that's the that's what's driving that idea is like i want more of that abundant mm. inf- information or that abundant more abundant knowledge and understanding because then we can use it for the gospel mm. in many ways it was interesting you talking about how we can sp- the message is the same. There's a guy called Richard Feynman, and there's a thing called the Feynman technique. Feynman technique, and F- Richard Feynman was a theoretical physicist, physicist, <laughs> known for his work in the path integral formulation of quantum mechanics, mm. the theory of quantum electrodynamics, the physics of superfluidity of supercooled liquid helium, as well as his work in particle physics. Sounds like a fun guy. In which, for which he proposed the path. <laughs> but so he received the I'm Nobel. Sure yeah, so sure, he I'm received sure the Nobel Prize fun. in physics. But there's a thing called the Feynman technique, where it's like choose a concept to learn, teach it to yourself or someone else, and then basically, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, find out where the gaps are and then do it again. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's really applicable to what you guys are talking about. Oh, 100%. And I, I think too, as um, as anyone who does any sort of preaching, youth talks, scripture public speaking is it um i think it having having the heart of always seeking to learn and to improve not to think well i've done it once and it worked i've arrived i don't need to change anything yeah, i think yeah. always thinking about areas to improve things to work on totally. whether that's in preparation delivery all those sorts of things speaking of that do you have like a review process once you've done a sermon um uh, sometimes churches are a great Review process. Review process, or not always in a helpful way. Feedback generator. Um, I once, I remember um, uh, someone I was at church with who was uh, in pastoral ministry. Um, I don't know if they quoted someone or that was just them. So I, anyway, um, but they were talking about sermon feedback, and they said, "Oh, really?" And when people come up to me and tell me that it was a good sermon, I really does my head in because, oh no, it was. It was some famous preacher that said this. They were quoting. Said, mm. um, "Yeah, when I when I get told that I've done a good sermon, um, he's like, I know the devil's already told me that, but tell me what you learnt." Mm. And oh, so wow. that, that's that, cool. I so like that, that idea of like, I, really I've cool. preached, I've, I've I've preached to you know, hundred people. Like I'm feeling really good about myself. Of course, I'm a great preacher. Look at me. Look at me. You know mm. that that prideful thing. Um, and preachers don't want to hear if you're listening and you listen to preachers or you are a preacher. You're Hopefully you agree. Um, preachers don't want to hear, "Oh, that was a good sermon," and that's it. They want to. They want to hear how it, how God's word through them impacted you, or challenged you, or as, as 
made you think differently or to think more or mm. just to engage with the passage mm. and the word of God more. Um, to hear that, you know, it, it, we, we think it's a very nice thing to go up to someone and say, oh, thank you for that was a good sermon. Mm. You know, we're trying to be nice and encouraging and, and that we, you know, that is very mm, It is very nice. Um, but the, a, a preacher fights pride um, every time they step up to preach. Mm. Um, and it's a, I would say very confidently at our church, our, our, our preachers are very humble um, and talking to them before and afterwards, humility is a big aspect of all of our preachers. Um, but that doesn't mean that pride is not an issue still. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to encourage someone who's just preached in your church, go and tell them what you're actually thankful for and what you actually mm. thought was helpful. I think I, maybe if I think it's a good sermon, maybe I won't have feedback. Sometimes I'll just say, oh, thank you. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit more than saying good sermon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at least it, it recognises that you've put in effort and oh, look, done it. it. It's better than the other, in our circles, the the usual feedback if you've done a good sermon is nothing at all. Mm. Oh. Uh, you don't get, it's, people won't say anything. And so I remember actually being told that once, that if you don't hit, get any feedback on a sermon, you've done a good sermon. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. Um, that's very unusual. Um, and usually if you've done some, said something wrong or there's some issue in the sermon you someone will come and tell you mm. that's when you know that you haven't done a good sermon or missed that bit um but it's a really sad thing that you have to take silence as a compliment so there's like an imbalance <laughs> between the n negative feedback and the positive feedback it's only like you only hear negative feedback but you will hear less for yeah positive. yeah look and and this you know i've been a little bit open here um but it's Lunch podcast uh, it's, yes <laughs> Lunch podcast um the um as you go as you, the more you preach or the longer your ministry goes um as uh, as a pastor and, and in preaching um the more criticism you get than positive mm. um and look we know that that it, it comes with the territory um i love the fact that you know people like ethan and Braden and some of the guys who are just starting out um, are almost in that honeymoon phase where yeah. there's a lot of positivity and so I encourage these guys as often as possible to just you know enjoy it ride the wave um, and to, to keep preaching more and more um, because I remember that stage as well um, but um, yeah it, it, it's, it's, it's funny because you, you, you don't feel like you've changed anything um, but people have got used to you being there yeah I think I think that's part of it so I'm not so quite sure what it is, but yeah. Well, maybe that means that, so if you've been preaching for quite a long time and you're very much part of the fabric of the church, that people feel like they have developed some sort of relationship with you. Yep. And so maybe that when it's only negative feedback, they feel like they can actually share it with you, but mm. it doesn't mean it's shared in the most helpful way. Yeah. Oh, look, it's, um, yeah. And look, when I'm saying it's negative, I'm not saying like, half the church or the whole church no, no, it's no, like two or three people max um sometimes just one yeah. but it, it might be the only feedback you get um and that's you know that uh, i think that's mm. the thing um yeah it, it, and it's also funny sometimes um you get a bit of a backhanded compliment as well mm. which is the um uh, uh, one I, I tell often is that someone wants uh I was at a church where you shook hands at the door after the service and someone said to me, oh, that was a really good sermon. I really appreciated what you did. Uh, have you read Piper's book on blah, 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 blah? And I went, oh, no, I haven't. I said, oh, you probably should have. It would have been really helpful. They're <laughs> like, oh, okay, right. Eh? <laughs> it's like, okay, was it a good sermon then? Or are you just like... <laughs> yeah, you can't tell then. You can't tell. I was just like, is this... I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm not saying don't, mm. go to your, go, don't go to your pastors or your ministers and say, hey, look, I'd didn't understand that I didn't find that helpful or it would have been helpful if you'd done X, Y, Z. Um, but I was just saying, you know, share positives as well. Yeah, I, I think that something that I've, in that honeymoon phase, there's almost the opposite problem mm. of no one will tell me what I do wrong. Yeah. And I actually, because I am still learning, need people to tell me what I do wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I've put a few things in to try and, yeah, that like I sat down with, someone recently and was like, all right, we're going to watch a sermon. And they were like, let's, I was like, can I have some feedback? And they were like, all right, we're going to sit together and we're going to watch a sermon yeah. and then I'm going to roast it. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's terrifying. Like that roasting, what's that? Yeah, that, that, that show where they just like sit there and all the committee, yeah, no. Roast, um, <laughs> roast battle. Roast battle. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to nitpick. 
Yeah, okay. And I was like, that's terrifying. And yeah. he said, mm. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he nitpicked and yeah. it sucked. Yeah. But it was really helpful. Yeah. And it was great because he picked one that I already knew was not my best. And I was yeah. like, damn it. Um, why that one because he was like it was just the one the first one that came up on YouTube no. for him and I was like damn it <laughs> and oh YouTube you algorithm yeah fully I was like oh no but it was it was really it was really helpful um, and and every and every so often I do get the hey you could have done this or whatever but yeah. but it's 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 very uncommon yeah and um, probably because of conversation with you actually and hearing that um, that quote that you just quoted I think you must have said that before because every time someone says oh thank you or that was a good sermon i respond with what was helpful yeah because i need like because particularly when they're trying to come at it they're coming at it positively i'm not i'm not saying hey tell me what sucked yeah Uh, i'm saying hey can you actually what was the bits that you got yeah because that's really helpful for as feedback as well as the negative stuff yeah because yeah so i'm i'm living in this i don't really want the negative stuff but i'm not getting it yeah so i need it does that make sense yeah but if I'm going to ask for feedback, I will ask for, yeah. what did you find helpful? Because what you found helpful gives me info for what I need to talk about more or less yeah. or what part of my sermon worked. Yeah. And so like if they say something like, um, oh, this particular, like I got, I, I did a sermon and I told a story that someone told from a book uh, because I was very, I was like, I'm, I don't actually... I don't feel like this. Yeah. I know people feel like this. So here is a story from a book yeah. that is is a lot more relatable than what I could come up with. Yeah. And someone came up to me after the sermon and was like, I loved that bit mm. because that bit hit me really hard. And I was like, sick, that's really helpful because I would never have written that. Mm. I would never have said that myself. Yeah. Mm. And so I, I know now to be okay to rely on stuff like that. Not, yeah. not to do it all the time, but no, no. it's okay. to. So for example, stuff like that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, it, it is interesting, the, the honeymoon phase of I'm like, oh, now I'm actually not getting any, I'm not getting as much yeah. helpful, like as much as criticism cannot be helpful, it can also be helpful. Yes. And I'm not getting any of that. Yeah. But now I am. So it's not that I'm not getting any, but yeah, I've, yeah. I've figured out some systems to get some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's lots of, um, you know, tools and stuff out there to sit there mm. to go through and um, to get feedback in helpful, good positive, negative critiquing mm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's speaking a lot about preaching though. And what's the joy that's in preaching? Because like, we kind of talked about like sometimes what's hard. Yeah. But what's the joy of actually being able to get out there and preach God's word Everything. every week? Yeah. Everything. Well, I mean, I remember yeah, how, it's I, awesome. I really it's like so it when good. Paul, like Paul Tate gets up and says, it's my privilege yeah, to bring to you, bring you God's word today. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the joy. It's the um, the fact that uh, I used to I used to um, I used to dream as a kid to um, to be able to uh, do what I love, and that um, I would be able to do that for the rest of my life. And um, I used to think that that was playing soccer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and it'd be great to be a professional athlete and play soccer. But, um, you know, I was, wasn't good enough to do that. Um, but by the grace of God that I've, I'm doing something that I love doing and I get to do that for the rest of my life. And that is diving into God's word, unpacking it, and then sharing that with other people. And it's an immense privilege mm. that none of us take for granted. Um, and it's a joy to be able to then share that with other people um, and to encourage them. And there's nothing better than when, uh, you know, you see people um, nodding or smiling or you just see them getting that same joy and that same, uh, I don't know, the, the um, understanding of who God is and who we are. And you can see God like speaking them through you yeah yeah and it's and and that's the thing i think too about holding the bible up is that i'm I'm saying this is not me speaking this is god speaking uh not god speaking but this is god's word and it is through his word and through his spirit um not it's it's and i guess too there's a bit of a freeing sense in that too that Mm. like if i don't say something perfectly or i mumble or i stumble over things god's spirit will speak even much much clearer than I ever will, mm. um, and so it's through God's spirit and through His Word that, yeah. So it's just a, a, a real privilege, and so it's a joy every time 
sit down to prepare or stand up and share God's word anytime. Even Bible study, I've, that's a great joy. Mm. The same sort of thing. Like you would experience that. Yep. Leading Bible study. It's the yep. same sort of feel. It is. It's really special to be able to figure out together, for example, in community yeah. group. What about you, Ethan? The joy of preaching. Yeah, yeah. All all the stuff that Jai said. I <laughs> I think it's it is it's a massive privilege and and it is really I love my the structure I commented I said earlier because it makes me sit and ask questions about mm. the passage that mm. I wouldn't normally ask. Yeah. And that is so fun. Yeah. And it is so good to to sit there and really like oh, way more often I think I, I get something for myself <laughs> um, selfishly. I get something for myself out of preparing um, yeah. that is that is worth um, possibly more than whatever I end up giving out, but I get to give it to people, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing, right, is yeah. we, when we prepare, we, we preach to ourselves first. Yeah. Um, and that's super humbling when yeah. you use like, oh, you sit under the weight of it and you're going, oh, I've got to share, I'm, I'm about to share this. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's, it hits us hard too, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is, and it's, yeah, it's also just fun. I, I, yeah. I love it. It's great. It's, it's a really, really cool um, thing to be able to do with people. Yeah. It's, it, there's there's a there's a there's that pride thing of just like yeah look at me I'm at the front but it's but it isn't like it mm. is it's not look at me I'm at the front like like you were saying it's it is God's word that's it's being like being a con- done, but conduit for God yeah but also with with I don't know I don't know what I don't know how to articulate it but there seems to be a we're doing this together feel. Mm. about all of church yeah not just yeah, okay this bit where we're all sitting still and listening to someone at the front yeah yeah like it's not we're not all doing this together when we're singing only when we're singing or only when we're praying or only when we're reading or only when we're eating mm. the whole or only when we're doing the confession like all of those elements of church we're doing all together yeah the sermon is not different yeah and so it does feel like yes like as a preacher you're leading something yeah but you're leading us in like a, a, a thought process or a, a, commu- or a, a or understanding. Thing, or doing or together. It is. Yeah. A, it is. Yeah. A, leading doing, through the God. Yeah. The word of God. Yeah. Mm. We're not. We're not mm. just. All right. Now. Now's the bit where everyone consumes and one person yeah. talks. Yeah. Like I think that's good. The whole the whole church experience is communal, and that is. Yeah. And that well. answers my point earlier when saying that you could say. Like there's nothing wrong with listening to online sermons online, mm. but that's the bit that's missing. Yeah, if you're yeah, only is. doing that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it also why it translates so well to even Yarrawarra if you're going to scale it back down. Yeah. Because mm. all those things you just said, Ethan, we're still doing Yarrawarra, but in a, at the moment, yeah. in a different scaled down version. And that's yeah. why it still works. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like somewhere between a youth talk and a, mm. and church and mm. yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah, I think it makes that's what that's one of the things that makes it really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I don't 100%. know. There's there's a there's an element, particularly on a um, on a Friday night, for example. I'll be doing a talk, and there is this fun wave uh, that goes as you as you talk. Yeah. Where um, <laughs> you choose your questions wisely. You choose, you choose your <laughs> questions. You choose your questions wisely. You choose like what what heckles to ignore and what heckles to like run with yep. you choose um, like you might have to shift your analogy midway mm. through because mm. it just doesn't work. Yeah. And, and they like, so for example, um, Braden did one the other day and was like, oh, I'm to shift to talking about Lego now because that's working better than this example <laughs> yeah. I've got. And, um, and he talked about them both, but yeah, it was just this, um, there's there's this fun communal access, a, aspect to it because we're 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 unpacking this together and yes we I'm leaving it but yeah we're unpacking it together I think yeah. that's really really cool yeah yeah it's really special and I think that, you, know, I, you said you couldn't articulate it you ended up articulating it really well I reckon I, yeah I think we got there you did really well <laughs> thank you very yeah, true it's, it's <laughs> I, I concur but it isn't it interesting that sometimes we think oh like churches like all those things we're doing together and then the preacher is on his own. Mm. But I don't think that I think that's no. what you've done really well. Is saying, yeah. well, no, it's not the case. It's just doing it slightly differently. And as you said, Joy, leading through the Word of mm. God, yeah. is that we're actually 
it's just using one person for us all to hear the word of God at the same time. Yeah. And I think that's um, really powerful. Which is why the taking notes is so important, right? Like mm. bringing mm. it back to what we were talking about before. And it's not necessarily just taking notes, but, but when we're sitting in a sermon and if we're engaging, one of my favorite things as a preacher is looking up and uh, looking at Fee Francesconi. 100%. Fee <laughs> has been- She's the go-to. She's the go-to. Fee is, yeah. Fee's been on the Triple podcast and she has been talked about in more <laughs> episodes than- Yeah, it's probably shout true, out to Fee. Than anyone else. Yeah. Um, she's excellent. And uh, something that she does when she listens to a sermon is she makes eye contact with the preacher. I don't think she takes notes. She makes an eye contact with the preacher and she nods and smiles. Mm. And when you say something funny, she'll smile and laugh. Yeah. And when you say something, even if it's not that funny, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when she's when you say something that um, that rings true, she'll be she'll be there nodding, like that yeah. kind of that kind of stuff is so helpful because because she's engaged. Yeah. And if we as a if we as a congregation, and I I as a preacher have seen that and have tried to to replicate that. Yeah. Uh, particularly since I'm taking notes on my phone, I, I make a really conscious effort. To yeah. not look like I'm texting. Yeah, like it's a really because it, it looks like I'm texting. Yeah, yeah. So I have yeah. to like I will make eye contact and yeah, obviously be taking trying to obviously take notes. Yeah. Um, but even and that's yeah. Sorry, you can't. Oh, I, it's just I think I'm saying all that not to say this is you should you should do these things as someone listening to a sermon, but it is there is an we have an active role as yeah. listeners. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, that is that is active. It yes. is not a, I'm gonna sit for this bit and I'll blank out. Yeah. And taking notes or, or, or looking interested yeah. are two things that can be active. Make an yeah. effort to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. It's that, yeah, that active listening, not yeah. being passive. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's even if you're taking notes and you're not making eye contact, even just a nod, mm. even that just signifies yeah. something. And um, yeah, I think that's a, you hit a really, really good thing there in terms of that active listening. We're all actively participating. Mm. Um, and when if you're just sitting down one-on-one -on -one with someone and you're actively listening to them, then you're going to be hearing what they're saying, yep. thinking about it, and then going to be asking questions off it. And so you know, that's why we do the meals for those opportunities. Mm. Um, they're all funny story, though, on Fee, because um, Fee's one, you know, she's yep. always been a go-to. Yep. Um, but there was one week where she was sitting at the back um, they came in a, little, um, a, a bit later in, and um, and I was looking for Fee and I couldn't see her anywhere and then I saw her, <laughs> she was sitting behind a really tall person <laughs> and all I saw... <laughs> All I saw was just her her eyes over the top of his head, <laughs> <laughs> like this. and it was it was. Um, Where are my nods? It was yeah. just like I'm like I can't I can't do this. I normally normally I'm looking for fee for that that reassurance. I was like I can't because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lose oh, it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna laugh and I can't. I just can't do it. Um, um, but yes, stop, the, stop in the middle of the sermon to say fee. Can you change seats? Just, just, just move. Just move. <laughs> it was funny. I told you about that. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was, that's cool. But yeah. But there are other people who are yeah, like yeah, that as yeah. well too. Yeah. And Fee, Fee's just a fun example because yes. it's she's she's particularly obvious. But um, and we've talked about Fee, so people know of her or yeah. know her. Mm. Yeah, um, she's still going to come lots, back. But there's there's lots of people to do it, and yeah, um, and it's a really helpful thing. But um, she's been doing it for a long time too. Mm. I think that's the thing is it's not just a recent thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, it's really it's and it's really lovely. There's there's a I think your point about when you are actively listening in a conversation, you will actively look to ask questions. Mm. I think that's a really important, I, hadn't, I haven't actually thought about that from a listening to a sermon thing. Cause I've, I've got a little bit in my notes down the bottom that says questions. So I've yeah. divided it. I've got, a, oh, okay. I've got a fun facts, I've got a quotes, I've yeah, got a, a template. And then I've got a notes and then yeah. I've got a question. You do like structure. I love templates. <laughs> um, and also cause templates are fun to build and yeah. I, whether I use them or, or you are, you are <laughs> good at that thing, though. Yeah. But I love making a template. And so I've got I've got this template that I use in my in my Notion app, and the questions thing is mostly the one that's left blank. Mm. Like I will have that empty most of the time. Yeah. I think it'd be it's a really important part of listening mm. is to try and have a question out of it. Yeah. Then also helps with if you're going to give any feedback to the preacher. Yeah. It's yeah. In that way, it would yeah. help yeah. too. Well, you're like because you're inviting that when someone comes and says a good sermon you say oh what was mm. good or what was helpful mm. you're inviting that so yeah did you actually breed the passage like yeah. just <laughs> that's been really fun to talk about that mm. uh just before we wrap up the episode joy 
Joel. You have a you have a holiday plan. I do. In January next yes. year. Yes. It's going for quite a while. Yeah, and you're going taking, quite a long way. Yeah, so taking uh, a few weeks of long service leave and heading over to the uh, the UK. Yes. Then yes. give us the travel itinerary. Oh, um, it's the brief itinerary. Brief. We're, we're flying into London. Going to go catch a Liverpool game. Yes. Um, awesome. uh, then uh, we're going to check a castle out in Wales because there's plenty there apparently. Then up to Scotland for a little bit. Then back down via. York to Swindon to catch up with Tom. Oh, cool. Tom and Morgan. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, and then, um, which I've got to talk to him about actually, <laughs> and organise that part. Um, and then London, and then we go to um, Disneyland over in Paris for a few days, and then back to London fly out. Nice. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be awesome. So yeah. They're looking forward to it. It's a once in a lifetime trip, and we'll, we'll spend exactly. the next 10 years paying off. <laughs> <laughs> and for you to go to Airfield. Yes. Support. Yeah, as, I, I as never a, thought as a I'd, Liverpool supporter. Yeah, I actually never thought I'd get there. So yeah. I, it's it's a, a dream, one of the dreams come true. Who are they playing? Newcastle. Oh, that'll be a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be very good. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much, boys. It's been a, been a fun episode. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. I'll right. see you again in in um <laughs> yeah ninety odd episodes. <laughs> 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 Next time we do it. Um, thanks, guys. And also, I should say thank you to everyone that listens. But you know the mm. thing that I really like is when people say, I listened to this episode and it was really cool or I got something out of it mm. or I got a message this week about Tim Ponder's episode and I was like, thanks for listening. Yeah, mm. like, That's what I really love. And when mm. people say, oh, it's great to hear this person's story, I think that's my favourite part of doing this podcast is when people provide that kind of feedback. Yeah. Well, I guess there's lots of good things to feedback on from today, isn't there? Like whether you think that churches are getting back to that mm. you know, post-COVID or better and yep. stuff about sermons. And yeah, Aurora, sermons, yeah, Aurora. heaps of stuff. Let us yeah. know. Any questions, let us know. That'd be great. Yeah. But uh, as always, thank you to you, listener. Thank you to you guys. And of course, thank you, John. One way. One way.